The ideas, procedures, and suggestions contained within this podcast are not intended as a substitute for consulting with a medical professional. All matters regarding your health and fitness require medical consultation and supervision. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission with this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. So April Etheridge, (laughs) welcome. I say that intentionally because she she wants to make sure I use the right last name because she is a divorcee. And yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But April Etheridge is here and she is the money boss. So we're going to be talking about that stuff today. So welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back. Awesome. So um, let's talk about your military background. So um, you'll see in the show notes that April is a a disabled army veteran. So can you um, talk a little bit about your military history? Um, Yes. So I joined after 9-11. I signed up for the MAX and my plan was to be a lifer. And um, I got injured and I was in about a year before I got out and you know, had to unexpectedly take a very different path in life. Um, you know, like it's been more years than I would like to say since I've been out. <laughs> um, you know, and there's still like a lot of feelings and all wrapped up in about that. Um, you know, I was proud to have served my country. I wanted to have done it longer. Um, and so now it's just about navigating this new path that I've been on. Um, the new challenges that come up and then helping all of those that I can as well. Yeah. Awesome. So um, you, you're, I, I've seen you go through kind of this evolution um, with, with your money boss uh, coaching services. So we'll talk about what you offer now. Um, but let's just talk about first, you call yourself a money boss. What the heck does that mean? I did not give myself that name. I just want to put that out there. (laughs) So, um, I, April does not talk about herself in the third person. No. Um, (laughs) but yeah, um, someone gave me the money, uh, the name money boss, and it just kind of stuck because it's my goal in life to help other people become the boss of their money. Right. And so showing people how to give every dollar a job, showing them what to do with their money so that they can build the type of life that they want and they can be in charge. We should all be money bosses. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do do they get like a (laughs) t-shirt when they graduate (laughs) with you? Now I'm a money boss. I wasn't before. (laughs) It's tattoos. We go for group tattoos. Okay. There you go. That's yeah. That's much more of a commitment than a (laughs) t-shirt. This is a lifetime commitment. So So, um, so your story is, you know, we all kind of have, have an inspiration as to why we end up doing what we do. And I'm sure for most of us, the last thing we would think of is to, um, do spreadsheets and help people with budgets and do math. <laughs> is that not a lifelong dream? <laughs> I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of kind of, ickiness and stigma associated with money and 
you know, there's, Absolutely. there's, there's a lot of aversion and, and, you know, like we've all touched the hot stove way too many times. So um, how the heck do you end up choosing this as kind of a career? Like what, you know, that this ended up being your calling, you know, how, how do you fall into something like this? Yeah. Um, I ask myself that sometimes as well. Um, first I want to say I hate math. So if you are a fellow math hater, you too can still be a money boss. So that's what spreadsheets are for and calculators. But um, I I grew up kind of like upper middle class. And then one day that changed. Um, and if you've heard me like speak anywhere, you kind of hear the story that, you know, I can remember my mom like returning things to the store to try and get enough money to make things last. Like I went from being able to throw anything that I wanted in the buggy to not. It was a very drastic lifestyle change. And I knew I never wanted to be there again or go through that again. And like right out of high school, I bought a house. I got a job at a bank and set on this path that I had no idea where it would take me. And in 2008, I graduated with my master's. Um, I think I'd had a couple of bachelors by this time and I could not get a job. It was 2008. No one was hiring. Um, so I came across um, my cousin. I reconnected with him and he was in the financial services business being a financial planner. I'm like, fantastic. I love money and strategy and putting all these puzzle pieces together. I'll do this. And I did. And I built up um, an agency. I had 32 agents under me. I had my own brokerage um, and I had been in it for six, seven years by that time. But what I was seeing was that these people that I was working with, I could tell them, hey, you need to go and save $500 a month for retirement or whatever that number was. And they would look at me like with this look of April, how the heck do I find that money in my budget? I'm living paycheck to paycheck or I'm barely making it. So I was having to educate them more about how to handle their day-to-day -day finances before we could even get into long-term planning. And I found that that became my passion. Um, so I, I walked away from my agency and I became a money coach. And my passion was to help people build a life, figure out their budget, but do it differently than what I had seen a lot of um, gurus out there saying. Um, I wanted to be able to buy the shoes, go on the vacations. We only get to do, I think, we only get to do this life one time. So let's do it the way we want to do it, but let's do it without guilt and without debt. And so that's kind of been the evolution of my money coaching practice. And now that I am recently divorced, I've kind of, I always helped women that were divorced or single, but now I just have a new respect, um, and a new perspective to be able to help them better as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you, you know, part of your story after, you know, have obviously know you and have seen you, you know, talk many times in front of groups is, you know, your observance of your, you know, I think it was your, your aunt or your grandmother who, mm -hmm. who was kind of trapped in a, a really bad relationship. And it was because she was financially, you know, dependent on, you know, her spouse and, 
you know, I'm sure us as women, you know, we, we have either experienced it ourselves or have had friends or family members experience that. And, um, you going through a divorce, certainly, you know, having this kind of new perspective of your finances, which, you know, what you thought was one way and all of a sudden overnight it's changed, you know, and you have to kind of regroup and I, and you luckily have these amazing skills and already know how to navigate that really well. But, you know, I think women do themselves such a disservice and maybe make the choices that they make, unfortunately, because they don't have those skills and they don't have that knowledge and they don't have that confidence and competence in, you know, being able to navigate a now very different financial situation. And it's, you know, maybe leading, you know, women to making poor choices for themselves because they feel like it's kind of a, they're trapped, right? So can you talk a little bit about, you know, specifically, you know, divorcees and, you know, some of the, some of the, you know, preconceptions and maybe the things that you help divorcees with, with, you know, kind of navigating through. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Like when we're not taught this stuff, right. It's not our fault that we don't know how to manage our money. We leave high school knowing, you know, algebra and how to play the flutophone and all these things, but we're not taught how to manage our money. We're not taught in college really how to manage our money. So it's not our fault that we don't know, but we do have the power to educate ourselves and use resources. And what's so amazing is that once you learn this skill, it's applicable to no matter like what situation you're in. So whether if you learn how to budget and you learn how to handle your debt and handle your money, you can do this whether you're struggling or whether you're affluent because it's the same principles. So specifically, women that are um, in marriages and maybe thinking about whether they can afford to get out. There would be a couple of pieces of advice that I would give is one, you need to make sure you're really clear on what um, your finances are, your current state of finances. What are the bills? What's the income? What kind of assets do you have? Um, Is your name on them, right? Because some states will you have to put your spouse on your house, some you don't. So what assets are you on? Who are the beneficiaries on the different things that you have? So understand where you're at now, right? That would be the first step. The second is, do you have income? Um, and if you have income, how much of that debt and those expenses can you cover, right? Um, what maybe can you eliminate streamline like if you were to leave and when I say leave you can it can be a physical leaving of the house or it can be leaving the marriage but you're still in the house or apartment what can you cover by yourself and what do you need from your spouse if you're getting divorced and I guess my third piece of advice on that would be you've got to look at the long game I have a friend and her brother is getting divorced And it's actually a little bit of a different flip-flop situation for them. She's the breadwinner. He's not. They bought a house together. I've known him 30 years. And as much as I've tried to like get him to focus on money, he hasn't. And he is making, 
it breaks my heart. <laughs> he's making a decision and he's looking at it short term. They have a house together that the equity, they could probably split $250,000 in equity, not to mention, you know, there may be like alimony, retirement, different things that he could get. He's going to take 30 grand from her and just to get out. That is such a short-sighted solution. And so as hard as it may be to go through the divorce, as much as you may want out, and believe me, I want it out, um, you've still got to look at things long-term. The decisions that you're making now will affect the rest of your life. So you've got to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's a long game. And it is it's you know you you have this emotional threshold you know where you just want the pain to stop right oh yeah like well i just want the struggle and the pain to stop and i want there to be a finish line to this thing and you know that's that kind of short-term thinking that everybody falls into no matter what we're talking about we're talking about nutrition and fitness too you know that's that short-term kind of you know, instant gratification versus, you know, commitment to the long-term goal might take up longer suffering, but it's going to benefit you more in the long run. And to have somebody supporting you, like, you know, you're a money coach, like April is so important, you know, it is because then she can kind of cheerlead you and remind you to stay in this and to to just you know keep your head down and just endure and make it to that finish line because you're going to benefit so much more in the long term so you need to have people in your corner don't do this alone you know it's worth hiring somebody like april because you're going to make that money back tenfold you know, and, and in this, you know, on, on the back end of things. So it is an investment and it's an investment for your well-being on, on the other side of this difficult life transition. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. So you have three different offers on your website. So let's talk about each of those and what they entail. So first you have your personal coaching. So talk about what that is. So personal coaching is about understanding your money, understanding what comes in, what goes out, how you're spending it, um, and learning the skill. Like I talked about that skill that no matter what situation you go into, you have. So I work with clients and what they learn, you know, is something that will stay with them the rest of their life. So it's learning about how to look at money differently, changing our mindset about it, um, and really getting control of how we spend our money. And I think we should spend our money um, and also how we save our money. So that would be personal coaching, really looking at personal finances. Okay. And it does that include kind of coming up with like a budget, you know, investments, planning, retirement, all that stuff? All that stuff, especially a budget. And everyone hates it. It's a four-letter word, but... A budget is basically, it's your map, right? It's your financial map. It's going to tell you where you need to be spending your money, how you're spending your money, what's coming in, how to make plans for everything that you want to do, including short-term and long-term retirement, the future. Yes. So it includes all of that. And I, I love what April does here because, um, 
you emphasize, I mean, when we think budget, we're just like thinking, oh, I'll never get to do anything fun ever again in my life, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> or buy, buy anything fun. But April's philosophy on budgeting is really, really unique and smart. And you emphasize prioritizing, you know, you talk about kind of our, our lifestyles and, you know, what, what makes us happy, right? Because, you know, I'm not really into like, bougie vacations, you know, I'd rather just pitch a tent somewhere, you know, like <laughs> for free, you know, so I'm spending a lot less on a vacation than maybe somebody who's looking to do a huge, like first class trip to Europe, right? Like I have no interest in that. So it's not about not doing the things that you love doing. You help people cut it, you know, corners and maybe other areas that aren't as important right? Mm -hmm. And and then shift that money to maybe the areas that are, you know, important to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I talk vacations and shoes because that's, you know, my dream life, but that's not everyone's. You can do whatever you want to do as long as it's in your budget. So if you want to travel, if you want to volunteer, if you want to eat healthy, if, if you want to give and donate, like, just put it in your budget. And then if your budget comes up short, then look at the things you're spending your money on that's not aligning with your values and the life that you want. And so I give this example, if you want to be healthy and be active and eat well, but you look at your budget and what you're spending and it's on five different TV streaming services and it's Uber Eats every night and movies, and it's not aligning with your values, those are the things you need to cut out because you're wasting your money. It's not creating happiness because you want this life over here and reallocate that money. So yes, you can have the life that you want. You just have to put it in your budget. Yeah. And the budget isn't telling you how to spend your money. It's you deciding how you're going to spend your money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you always say like assigning each dollar a job. Absolutely. Is, right? That's how you're a yeah. money boss. You give See? each dollar a job. Look how much I've learned from you, April. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and yeah, and, and I love that because that's that shift in priorities, right? And and we all have shift in priorities depending on what phase of life we're in. So those things yeah. can change. And, I, you know, me working in the nutrition coaching world, you know, it's like, I, I just recently had a client who, you know, she's, she's really locking down on her money and um, you know, it's a big complicated thing, but, you know, she realized and just kind of looking at her own money and working with me, but eating healthier, like she was literally going to Dunkin' Donuts twice a day, like mm -hmm. pretty much every single day. So, I mean, she said it added up to like, you know, $400 a month. Oh yeah. And, and she didn't realize like, God, I mean, they were just, she's just struggling financially and that was something she was trying to clean up too. And it was like two birds with one stone there. Like, wow, what a huge extra amount of money. That's like a car payment, you know, um, every month. And it's helping her get closer to her, <laughs> her health goals. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people <laughs> don't realize it's so easy. These little purchases <laughs> that we do that we just don't realize adds up. I had one client swear to me that she's like, April, I don't spend money. I don't eat out. 
and we looked at the last 90 days of her checking account and she was spending, and I forget now because it's been a few years, but it was probably $200 a month on a vending machine because, you know, $2 here, $5 there, you don't realize how quickly it adds up. And if you're not paying attention, then you're spending your money on things that don't align with your values. So I think it's really important that we look at our finances. We understand where we've been spending money. Look at the past, um, pull up the statements. I know it's hard, pour you a glass of wine or a glass, you know, bourbon and look at your statements and see where your money's been going and decide if that's where you want to continue going. And if not, make a change. Okay. So um, tell me about your business coaching services. So I think there's a misconception that people believe if they make enough money, whether it's corporate or a business owner, that all their money problems are solved. And that's not true. Like sometimes it's an income issue, but most of the time it's a spending issue. And this, if we don't, usually, if we don't have control of our personal finances, that just shows up in our business finances too. When we're not sure where our money's going, we're not sure what our expenses are, what our revenue is, where, you know, where we're spending our money, where there may be redundancies. Um, there may be um, ways to streamline and cut expenses. And so that's what I help with business coaching is really just kind of like um, a little detective. I go in there and I look and see um, where their money is being spent, if that makes sense, if there's a way to reduce or streamline that so that there's more money in their pocket, which means more money in their personal checking account. Yeah. And, and what you are really good at is identifying those expenses that could be much lower. You know, maybe there's a same service that does the same thing, but for like half the price. Oh yeah. Right. Or even free. Yes. Or um, you don't need to use it at all and stop paying for mm -hmm. it. Right. Right. So, you know, you might have like this upgraded MailChimp account, you know, and, and you really only need like the basic, you know, that's like free. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think business owners just feel like they have to have these specific tools and they just are paying, you know, just monthly for these things. And they're not really evaluating, you know, is, am I getting the value out of this? Do I actually even really need this? Or is there a lower cost or even free service that can cover the needs, you know, that I have? And what I learned from you, <clears throat> which worked well, I couldn't believe it worked, is negotiating a price for things. Like, you know, calling up a certain service maybe you're using and saying, hey, you know, do you have a lower price <laughs> basically here? Like I'm going to stop using this unless it's this price. And yeah. I did that for one of the services I was using for my business. And I couldn't believe that they agreed. They're like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll... And I was like, why didn't I do this five years ago? <laughs> yes. I believe everything is negotiable. And I really do believe that. I mean, I am the type I will negotiate with like the clearance stuff at Lowe's, I will negotiate for furniture that's on the floor. Um, I have um, negotiated. I went, I had a friend whose um, child was going to college and they, the school made an offer on scholarships. I'm like, go back and ask for more. 
She went back and asked for more and she got more. Like everything is negotiable. If you don't ask, the answers always no. And like some people, I think it's getting less and less, but it used to be people would be embarrassed or feel ashamed. And that's all mindset. But if you can spend, if it, what if it takes you 45 minutes to get on the call with the cable company, right? But then they drop your bill by $40 a month for the next year, right? I mean, like, you know, is, is your time worth that? So I think I will, I have no problem doing it. So yes, shop your insurances around, um, from homeowners to car, um, all of the different streaming services. Sometimes you can go on the website and like, is it audible? I think does this, you can like, cancel my audible and they'll be like oh no wait we'll give you three more months for half the price okay mm -hmm. so yeah. yes yeah exactly yeah. yeah and and you know and canceling those services maybe <clears throat> maybe you only you know get <clears throat> netflix for a certain show yes. well cancel it in between when you're not watching it right so you know you're not paying so mm -hmm. just just think about I think probably a really good rule of thumb for your business and personal is <clears throat> maybe going in every three or four months, every quarter, yeah, and just kind of going through your credit card statements or your statements and seeing what the auto charges are and going, okay, what have I done to reduce this cost? Do I really need it? Can I negotiate a lower price? Is there something lower that I could get the same service and, and maybe, you know, not be paying as much? Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I think once once a quarter is good. Yeah, that's what I do. So yeah, I go through and and you know, sometimes the needs of your business changes. So maybe you are, you know, you need this service more or a higher level at certain times, but maybe, you know, because my business is kind of a roller coaster, certain times of year we're like dead and certain times of year we're slammed. So I don't need to be paying the premium price when we're slammed for services that I'm not using as much during the lower time. So yeah. I always go through and knock those down. Yeah. And the other side yeah. to that is maybe you like smartly and um, frugally like reduced some service, but you've grown and you've not bumped it back up. So now you're paying like a per usage charge for everything over what's in that lower subscription. So it would make more sense for you to bump it up. Like um, I know someone that has, they lease their copy machine and they get, I don't know, a thousand dollars. I mean, a thousand prints a month they can print out. And if they go over that, they're paying so much more per page where if they increase and go up the next level to get more pages, it's actually going to be cheaper. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like a, with like a cell phone bill, you know, like you know, if you're not on a, an all, you know, like an unlimited cell phone bill, it's going right. to be outrageously expensive on the, on the months that you do go over, you know, by yes. so yeah, make sure you watch that. And then the third offering is your debt detox. What's this all about? Yes. Uh, so I probably have a different philosophy than a lot of money coaches out there that I don't hate debt, Right. I don't think if you have debt that you need to be paralyzed or ashamed or living on rice and beans until you get out of debt. I think you need to be aware of your debt, right? We don't want to live in denial. We want to be aware of our debt. But 
people that, for example, want to um, improve their credit score, they think it's about going and disputing things. If you get control of your debt, your credit score will start to improve, right? I mean, it's, again, it's a little bit of a long game, but paying down your debt, being responsible with your debt will help your credit score. And for those that want to buy a car, refinance a car, buy a home, you know, your credit score is important. Um, but it's about helping people get out of debt so that they can reallocate the money that they are paying towards debt towards something else. Um, but it's also about teaching them that it doesn't have to um, mean a life of rice and beans. It doesn't have to mean that you're bad or that you have guilt or shame around it. So with my debt detox, it's about breaking the cycle of needing to live on credit cards and getting and working on um, getting out of debt. Yeah, no, I love that you say that. <clears throat> and I think that is a huge problem. I have a client who, you know, and, and I've seen this a lot where, you know, people are in such debt and they're in a job they hate and they say, well, I can't leave my job because I'm in so much debt, but I'm so miserable and depressed and like, I just hate life like every second of the day. And I'm like, well, you know, no amount of debt is worth that to me. Right. You know, I'd rather be making maybe less money, be much happier. Mm. And you're still chipping away at that debt, maybe not as fast as you were with the miserable job. But, you know, there's kind of this balance that you need to consider when it comes to debt. You know, does it, it's not a prison, you know, so... Yeah. And yeah. everything, you know, it's like, it's not catastrophic, you know, like you're living, you, you know, it's like you're, it's not like you're going to be executed if you, you know, if, if you don't get out of this debt within X amount of years, it is just about finding, you know, working with somebody like April and finding a good balance where you, you know, feel good about the, the way you're chipping away at the debt but also balancing and enjoying your life, you know? Yes. Cause like, I mean, if it's going to take you five years to get out of debt versus three, but the trade-off is by the time you're out of debt, you've been so miserable. You hate your job. You're mean to your kids. You know, your spouse hates you. Like to me, that trade-off's not worth it. Your mental health, the stress you're doing to your body, like, and I won't name any, but like, I always pick on like one particular bank and credit card company, but they don't care about you. So stop putting them above you, your family, your health. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. None of those people are worried about your well-being. <laughs> Not exactly. at all. They just want their money. That's it. <laughs> yes. I will say one caveat to that is um, if you do have like um, Stafford student loans, they are pretty good at working with you. So um, that may be something I know they we've been in forbearment, um, forbearance and deferment for a while because of COVID. But if you're paying on your student loans, call them up and tell them that you want to go into deferment or forbearance. Take that money and put it towards something else. They will work with you. Um as long as you do it before you go into any kind of default with them. So yeah. they may not care about you, but they will work with you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. See, this is why you have to hire somebody like April because otherwise you wouldn't know that. 
<laughs> All right. And then, so you, you also have some offerings on Etsy. So tell us about that. I do. Um, I wrote, it's probably like my favorite child maybe is my 32 um, page budget workbook is on there um, along with some other templates. So it's kind of, I feel like I'm not ready to work with a coach. Oh my gosh, I could never, you know, share my money stuff. Like this is a great place to start to DIY it. There'll be some templates. Um, I think I've got a money mindset worksheet on there. Start changing the way you think about money. The budget workbook is really good. It'll help you figure out the things that we've talked about, where your money's going, what your budget could look like, where you need to be spending your money. So in there, you know, I think everything on there is under $20 and it's, it's what I use with my clients. It's what I've created um, to work with them one-on-one. And this is something they can do, but, you know, DIY it. Yeah. And um, so, you know, yeah. So if you're looking to just kind of maybe start this process and DIY it and, you know, and I would say to people like in the fitness and nutrition world, Hey, if you can DIY it, then great. You know, I've got nutrition plans and stuff follow it, you know, and, and wonderful. But if you get to a place where you're just like, it's just gathering dust, right. <clears throat> then you need to make the investment and you need to go ahead and sign up for a money boss call with April. So talk about the money boss call and, and its value and, and, and what you get with that hour with you. Okay. I love the money boss call. And yes, I, I just want to say like on the, cause you know, you're my health coach. So it's, we know what we're supposed to be doing, whether it's health or whether it's money, we mostly know what we should be doing. The thing is, is we don't do it. We need that accountability. We need that cheerleader. We need, you know, with staff sometimes that kick in the butt. So that's what a coach can do for you. And so this call is kind of um, a baby step. It's a, I don't know where to start. What should I focus on? How do I prioritize? Or I've got this burning call, this burning question that they need answered. And that's what the money boss call is for. Like I have higher ticket items at our VIP days where we really dig in. This is something that can help them either use the templates or they've got something that's time sensitive and pressing that they want to get some advice on. And um, I know I talked a little bit in the beginning, but I will say that, you know, I have a master's in business. I have three bachelor's degrees. I have been in finance for over 20 years. Um, I've worked with hundreds of clients, um, spoken up and down the East Coast on money. And so I am your person for this. I do have the education and the experience to help someone with this. And so if you have a question, if you want to get started, um, the Money Boss Call is a great way to do it. It's, um, it's one hour. It's normally $185. Um, if they schedule the, within the month for Fireteam Whiskey listeners, I'm going to give $100 off. So they're going to get an hour phone call. And this is going to be um, detail-oriented. You can leave with a plan of action. You can get answers to your questions. Um, it's not like a get-to-know-me call. It's a let's figure out what your question is and what your next steps need to be. And they leave with a plan of action. 
Wow, that's very generous. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that hour hour call for a hundred bucks. No. Um, I'm going to do $100, $85. Oh, wow, $85. Wow, that's it's, Yes, so they schedule by the end of April, so. Okay, so you have a timeline, get it, <laughs> get this deal. So we'll include that link in the show notes. So um, any last thoughts, April, on um, anything we talked about today or anything additional to add? Um, I just want, like, people to know that no matter where they're at in their life or in their money that it is fixable. Um, it is, you know, you can take control. You can be a money boss. We can figure things out. You don't have to stay stuck and you don't have to be miserable while you're doing it. Um, I'm super passionate about helping people figure this out and teaching them the skills that not only will they know the rest of their life, but these are things that they can teach their kids, their family. They can do this stuff with their spouse and it is life changing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not permanent. Like it, just because you've had financial issues or you're going through financial issues right now, that is, it is so not permanent. It is so doable, so fixable. There's so many famous people out there who are doing really well from the, for themselves. And they have, you know, a history of bankruptcies and all sorts of debt. Mel Robbins talks about that all the time, where they were $800,000 in debt. They had liens on their houses, you know, and yeah. you think of Mel Robbins, like she's such like a powerhouse, you know, it's like, it's not permanent, you know, like you just need the right, <clears throat> you know, guidance from somebody like April to guide you through and navigate through, you know, and, and get you on the other side and. And, you know, and you can prosper. Yeah. And it does not define who you are. And it does not define your self-worth. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, April. And we'll include all that um, information in the show notes to her website, her Etsy store, and the link to sign up for the, uh, the Money Boss um, call and for that discount. So are you giving us a coupon code for that or link? Um, I will. Yep. I'll give you the link for that. Yes. Okay, cool. So that'll be in the show notes. So definitely make sure to, to sign up for that by the end of April. So you have a deadline <laughs> by the end of April. You need to meet with April. That's, that's what like you it. need to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, April. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks, Stephanie. Hey guys. Thanks so much again for joining us on another episode of the warrior wellness podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, all that good stuff on your favorite podcast platform or and on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and leave us a review while you're there. And if you screenshot your review, email it to info at fireteamwhiskey.com with your name and address, you'll be entered into our drawing for a prize for just leaving us a review so let us know what we're doing great what you'd like to hear more about and please go ahead and just give us a follow and give us a honest review especially on itunes because that helps us reach other military members veterans and first responders with this vitally important information about how to improve their health fitness and wellness. We will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I am your podcast host, 
former Army Captain Stephanie Lincoln, founder of Fire Team Whiskey.